This episode is sponsored by Honey Badger. In this episode, we're going to have a look at Turbo, which is a replacement of Turbo Links in a modern Rails application. And the Turbo Rails gem is just a wrapper for the Turbo library, and it gives us some additional helpers. But if we look at the actual Turbo library, there was a recent release, which has a lot of really nice features that gets us closer back to the Rails UJS feel. And the features that Rails UJS brought us were really nice. For example, when we delete a record, we get the data confirmation, and this is using Turbo without any additional JavaScript thanks to the recent update of Turbo. So when we delete the record, we still get our flash notifications, and we can see that the record's been deleted. And if we look at our network tab, as we are deleting the records, you can see that it's not doing a full page refresh. Instead, it is properly using HTML over the wire. And so we can create new projects and everything works as we would expect. And the best part about it is that we didn't write any JavaScript to get this working. And if we pull up two browsers side by side, and if we make some updates, we can see that it automatically updates on the other browser. And before I get started, I want to have a look at my .rails RC file because it is going to have some initial setup that is pretty important to know. Because I don't do much with Rails APIs, I'm doing a skip jbuilder. And because I am on Rails 7, I can use the flag JavaScript and pass in esbuild. Same for the CSS with Bootstrap. And I do have a template that I applied to all of these projects. But this template is very minimal. Really, the only thing that I'm doing here is generating a controller with the welcome index action. And I'm just applying some general styling. And I also have some stuff for viewing the flash messages. If we scroll down a bit, I'm just copying over some navigational templates. And the biggest thing here is probably this templates folder that I copy over into the lib templates. But this templates really just has a couple of things. Under the Rails folder, I have a change for the scaffold generator. And under the scaffold, under the ERB, I just have the views, format, index, edit, new, and show pages. And because I don't do any kind of live updating on my index views, I simply just made this a table, which by the default with Rails 7, they actually make them divs instead of tables. And that's primarily likely for browser support. With HTML tables, you're not going to really be able to wrap a table row with a turbo frame tag. If you do need to do something like that, then you probably would be better off using divs instead of a HTML table. So I'm just going to go ahead and create a new Rails project. I'll just call it template. And again, this will use all the settings that I have set up in the Rails RC whenever I create a new Rails application. So when I do this, it's going to skip the JBuilder, use ESBuild and Bootstrap, as well as apply my template. And so with this template, we can load it up and you'll see that we are using Hotwire, which is really just Turbo and Stimulus. We're not going to be touching Stimulus in this episode, but focusing more on Turbo and just some of the new features. So I'm going to generate a scaffold. I'm just going to call this the Projects. We'll have a name, and we'll have a active boolean. We can go ahead and run Rails DB migrate. And then in the seeds.rb, I'm just going to create a few different projects just so we have something to work with. And so if we come into our application and into the projects, 
The first thing that I'm going to do is just do a sanity test around the given functionality. So if we go to create a new project, the new project page loads, and we can fill out the form fields and we can create the project, and that seems to work correctly. If we try to edit the project, we should be able to edit it successfully, and it looks like that works. But then if we try to destroy the project, nothing seems to happen. And if we look at our console, we have a GET request to our projects, and it's going to the show action. And if we go back to our projects and try to do the same thing, it just takes us to the show page. So that's the first thing that we need to fix. So if we come into our index action, under the delete link, it just takes us to the project path passing in the project, so that's definitely the show action. In previous versions of Rails, specifically if you're using Rails UJS, you do a method and call delete on here, but that's not going to work with Turbo. So instead, we have a new attribute that we can call the data turbo method delete, and that should delete the record. So if we save this and come back to our index action, and if we try to delete this bottom record, it shows that it was successfully deleted. And if we look in our logs, we now have a delete verb coming to the projects, and it's going to the destroy action as a turbo stream. And so another nice thing here is that before, when we try to get redirected to our list of projects, it would not work properly, but now that does work. So if we look at our projects controller, you can see that we have our destroy action, we're destroying the project, and we're redirecting to the project's URL. Before, you would have to do something else to reload the page because the verb coming in as a delete would try to then go to the project's URL as a delete page. You could try to do something like a status and then a C underscore other, and that would actually work as well, but we don't need to do that anymore with the new version of Turbo. And so another thing that we used to have is when we delete a record, we can have some kind of confirmation alert instead of just destroying the record. With the most recent release of Turbo, we now have that option as well. So we can do a data turbo dash confirm, and then we can pass in our message, are you sure? And without doing anything else, if we come back and refresh our page, we should be able to delete it. We get the JavaScript alert. If we cancel it, no action is taken, but if we hit OK, then the record will be deleted. And then let's have a look at when we edit the record and we change it, we want to see the updates happen on the other browser. And now by doing this, we are now introducing Action Cable as a requirement in our Rails application. And while that's not a big deal, that is going to require you to have a Redis instance in order for the Action Cable to handle the subscriptions and broadcasts. So I'm going to come under the View Projects and in the Show page and look to see what we have in here. Instead of having the display of our record attributes, we're now just rendering the partial for our project. So if we come into the project, we now see the attributes. And if we just simply add a turbo stream from, and then the project, whenever someone comes to this show page for this particular project, they are then subscribing to receive any broadcasts for this particular project. And there is one additional thing that we have to do under the project model. If we just simply call the broadcasts, then that's going to create the action cable tie-ins necessary for Turbo to send the updates. So with those two small changes, if I refresh the page on both of these, if I then come back to try to edit this, and if I update it, 
we then see the update automatically happen on the right hand side and we could do something like turning it active and it goes from false to true on the other browser. And so I know that these are extremely simple examples and as we build out more complex applications, it almost seems like this kind of logic will just break down due to the sheer complexity of the applications that we have. And while I do think that is very valid, it also does speak to how we should now be developing our applications. And so I want to look at another example where we're not using a table, but instead we're just rendering out the partials. And so if we make an edit on the third project, I'll just add the emoji hard. When we hit the update, we'll see it automatically update on the project list. And so back to the point of making a more maintainable application and using smaller components, we're hardly writing any code to get this kind of functionality. And one thing that I found as I'm developing this, to get this kind of functionality isn't too difficult. So I'm going to create a copy of our header. We'll just call a list. And then I'm going to loop through each one of the projects. And then we'll close out this block. And so within here, we can call a turbo frame tag. And then we need to pass in some kind of ID because this is going to be the target. So when we make a request, the request is going to be an HTML rendered output and it's going to look for this particular ID to replace this section of code. So I'm just going to have the DOM ID and we'll pass in the project. And the DOM ID is going to create an ID with something like a project underscore and then the ID number of that record. And then we can pass a source. And this source, I'm going to send it to the project path and we'll pass in the project. And so this is going to render the show page. And this show page, if we look at it, is going to render the project and then we have a div with our different actions. If we go into the project partial, we do have a DOM ID for the project, but it's going to be looking for a turbo frame tag with that ID. So I'm going to delete this outer div, and I'm going to create a turbo frame tag with the DOM ID for the project. And so everything encapsulated under here is then going to get replaced when we show the page. So if I refresh the page, we now have our list of projects. And notice, even though we are rendering the show page, we're not getting our links. And again, that's because these links are outside of the turbo frame tag. So if we just come in here and put in the links, then that's all we should have to do for the links to show up, and they do. And so I'm going to hit edit on one of these, and you'll see that it's not doing anything. If I refresh the page, they show up. It looks like it's deleting them, but it's not really deleting them. It's just removing it from the view. If I refresh the page, it then shows up again. And so for this edit page, because I need this to repaint the entire screen, I can add a target on here, and I can add the underscore top, which you can write it as a symbol, or you can write it as a string. It doesn't matter. And by doing this, we're saying that when we click on this link, we want to exit this turbo frame tag, and now we're talking about the entire page, as a context instead of just within this turbo frame tag. So if I come back and refresh the page, I can now edit this and it works as we would expect. When we update this and hit update project, we're taken to the show page and we can go back to the projects, but back to the projects isn't working because that's also within the turbo frame tag. So we may need to add the target top on there as well. If we come back and refresh, we can then click on that and now we're back to our projects. And of course, for the destroy button, 
we do need to fix that because we only fix that on our index table. So I'm just going to paste it in there with the data turbo method delete and the data turbo confirm, are you sure? If we refresh the page now, we can try to delete the second project. We get our alert, if we hit okay, it then deletes it. And if we want that live updating on here, so if we just get rid of the my, and we just have first project, we don't see it updating on the other browser. And if you don't have too many records, you can do a turbo stream from the project. And just simply doing this, if we refresh the pages, we can then edit this, we can add some text, and it updates. And so back to the maintainability and more complex applications, I have heavily used the turbo frame tag pointing to a source, and with proper namespacing on my controllers, I was able to create some highly interactive dashboards with real-time updates going on. And almost all of that was done without writing a single line of JavaScript. And so as we talk about having more complex applications, I think with using the turbo frame tags, pointing to a controller in action, and keeping those renders pretty small, is going to help the overall maintainability of the project, while creating a single page application feel without the added complexities. And in the previous episode, with the dynamic select forms with Hotwire, I did dive into a bit deeper with interacting with Turbo and Stimulus.js without adding any additional libraries except what we've been provided with Hotwire. So be sure to get subscribed and watch that episode as well because it does tie in a lot of the things that we can interact with on the Stimulus side of things with Turbo, but also on how we are rendering a TurboStream response from our Rails controllers. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for watching.